shining a light on podcasts and videos that have caught our attention. The Spotlight with Jen Spiker. Weekdays on Vision and on demand in the free Vision Christian Media app. Vision 180. Live different. Different. Mel with you today on Vision 180 and we are joined by superstar Chris Cleveland from the band Stars Go Dim. Chris, how are you? Good, how are you doing? Yeah, pretty good. So firstly, just give us a little bit of a rundown. What have you been up to? Just released a brand new record, which I'm pumped to talk about. And, uh, you know, so we've got a lot of new music. Um, it's summer here in the States, so my kids are out of school, so we're trying to find all of the ways to keep them busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, same uh, here. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're definitely doing that. And, you know, the, over the last couple of years, I've been home a lot with COVID and um, things are kind of getting back to normal some with shows and that kind of thing. But I'm honestly trying to be pretty intentional about not getting overwhelmed with all of it again and staying home and spending time with my family and all that kind of stuff. So so we've been uh, really intentional about that, uh, just kind of enjoying, trying to enjoy all of it uh, as it comes and, and live life rather than let life kind of dictate what we're doing, you know? Yeah, COVID's definitely brought a whole new perspective for all of us, I think, in, in a good way. Right. Your brand new album, Grace in the Wilderness, it is out. I was just streaming it all night last night and I absolutely love it. I have to say it's one of my favorite albums. It's just so inspiring and uplifting. First, I guess, can you tell us a little bit about that album? I have so much to ask you because this one was written right in 2020, like two years ago. Is that right? Yeah. So you've been just sitting on it for that long. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Well, first of all, thanks for liking the record because that validates <laughs> me in a lot of in a lot of ways. So uh, I'll take it. Thank oh, you that's so good. Much. <laughs> um, yeah, we we wrote a lot of the songs in 2020, um, so it's a product of that whole kind of season, and um, we finished it early in 21. So it was done and mastered in you know March of of 21. Wow. And so we sat on it for over a year, which is a good lesson in patience. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm just excited, um, you know, for these to be out in the world. You know, I lived with them for so long. Um, one of the things I think happens a lot of times for us is we kind of get tired of our music really quickly. By the time you guys hear it, we're over it. And so one of the things I wanted to do on this record, one was um, keep that like same feeling that I felt the first time I listened to it. And, and I've been able to do that. Like I'm still really excited about the songs and, um, and I wanted to celebrate this record. I think this record is a little different than other records I've done. I feel like it's, um, I feel like it's one of the best records that I've, that I've ever done. It feels like a record, not just like songs thrown together. Yes. And, um, and I wanted to celebrate that and live into it. So we're just now kind of getting to the point where we're getting to go out and play all the songs. And so I'm playing like <laughs> 11 of the 13 songs every night uh, live right now, which is awesome. I don't even care if people don't know all of them. I'm just <laughs> diving in. I love that. And uh, so it's been it's been really, really fun. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. And I'm hoping that as people listen to it, that they can get like – kind of all of me you know mm. I I'm in the pop world I write a lot of worship stuff as well even for other people and so there's songs on there that that other bigger worship artists have cut that I wanted to do my own versions of and so hopefully you kind of get a sense of everything that I do there's some really soulful songs and 
ballady stuff. And, and so um, I think it really represents the breadth of, of kind of what I can do. Definitely. So what was like, I can't imagine sitting on an album that's finished for a whole year. Did you like sneaky show your mates and be like, hey guys, like, do you want to have a listen? Or, or do you like literally not allowed to show anyone and you just have to put it in a vault and forget about it for a year until it's ready? Like, how does that work men- mentally? <laughs> well, I probably wasn't allowed to show it to anybody, but I literally sent it <laughs> to anyone who asked. Like if How you were, you not? if anyone was, I know I was just like, well, check. I just sent him the whole files, you know. It's like I don't care, share it with anybody you want to. Uh, just so don't, I don't tell know the if label. That's technically legal or not? Yeah, I don't know how the label felt about it, but uh, oh, it's done now. But that's what I did. I was just pumped about it, and so anybody who asked, I would just send them the whole file of of everything. So. That's kind of how I rolled. I wanted other people to get excited about it with me. Totally. I love that. Like, it sounds like you wrote that album pretty quickly. Are you, uh, like, do you have like a whole heap of songs now? Because if you wrote that in 2020, you must have two years worth of songs now ready to like release. I had two years then. Oh, man. Uh, You know, I probably had, I could have put three records out. Uh, on songs that I had when I when I tracked it, and I write so much for other people now. Um, I'm probably sitting on another 150 songs. What? You know, dude, that's so cool. I mean, it's just crazy. I just I just write and write and write, and so now I actually um, it seems crazy that we just put that record out, but I'm starting to listen through songs for the next record already. I bet you are, yeah. How do you choose which songs you're going to use for stars and which songs that you're going to give to other people? Like, how does that work? I think some of them just, you know, in the moment. Like uh, right now, there's an artist named Mike Donahue, and he's got a song out called Glory That I Couldn't See, and we wrote that together. And it's honestly one of my favorite songs. I love it. But as soon as we wrote it, I knew it was his and not mine. And it's just kind of a feeling. And then there's other there's other times like, I'm going through a lot of songs where I thought I wrote it for somebody else. And I'm coming back and saying, oh, actually, I really love this. Um, I think I'm going to cut it. And and so I think it's whatever whatever we can resonate with the most and what sound, feels and sounds the most authentic coming from us. Sometimes uh, I can write a song and it doesn't sound the most authentic with me singing it. And um, and so maybe that's for somebody else. And and then there's songs that that just mean something to me. And, you know, there's songs on every one of my records that I'm like, okay, this one is for me. And I hope some other people like it. But if they don't, I'm still fine because <laughs> it was my song, you know. And, and some of those that I just know that are uh, that I have to put out for my own, you know, sanity. How do you know when to release the music and when you need to wait and go, okay, let's sit on this for a while. Let's wait another year. Or is that a label decision or is that a, a you guys decision or joint? <laughs> a lot of that is the label and scheduling and timing and that kind of stuff and, and where they can get radio singles out and, yeah, and right. support it correctly. And, you know, there's so much that goes into into those cycles. Oh, it must be so hard just waiting. Uh, but I try to control the things that I can control, you know, and, and let go of the things I can't. It's a good life lesson in general. but. Um, yeah. So, uh, so some of that though too is, you know, there's probably songs like on this record that I didn't record that actually I'm coming ah. back and listening to and saying, oh, maybe that's for this record. 
and I skipped it on the last record because it didn't fit that album. But um, but maybe there's a place for it on here. So sometimes I think it's just timing and and how the whole project comes together. And there's there have been projects I've done where I've actually recorded and finished songs and then been like, ah, it's not right right now, and you kind of hold off. Uh, you know, so there's those moments too. Yeah, well, it's a good problem to have to have too many songs to choose from. That's um, <laughs> not a lot of well, artists have that problem, so that's amazing. <laughs> hopefully, a couple of them are good and people like them. Who knows? Oh, they're all good. I'm loving. I'm loving your new album. Um, can you tell us how do you think that album would differ from your other albums, like personally? Oh gosh, I feel like this one is maybe more personal. Um than others i feel i feel ownership on this maybe more so than any other record and i think it's just because we're more deliberate with it um we're more deliberate in in kind of every aspect lyrically musically we really tried to put this idea of of pop music and christian lyric together in a way that that blends well because sometimes that doesn't work out sometimes you're like either watering down the lyric uh, and then you just got a cool song, uh, but the lyrics aren't sub- like substantial, uh, or you've got a great lyric and kind of a cheesy song, you know, and that <laughs> happens all the time. And, and so we were, we tried our best to, to kind of find a mix of those things with my brand of pop. I'm not doing like this big epic pop thing. It's kind of this feel good, you know, poppy thing. I think I kind of stand in a, at least in Christian music, there's not a lot of other guys that are doing exactly what I'm doing. But another one of the things I wanted to do is, <laughs> this is take this for what you want. You know, when I play live, I, the only instrument that I really claim, even though I can play almost everything, is my voice. I think I like I can mm. sing pretty well, and I've come to I'm come to grips with that, and I'm okay with it. And uh, but people would come up to me in shows and say, "Oh my gosh, you sound so much better live." than you do on your records and it's almost a backwards from how you from how you uh you know would think about it but uh and it started frustrating me i was like why aren't my records good you know and (laughs) and so one of the things i really wanted to dive into on this record too was like making sure the vocals were really top-notch and kind of showcasing uh the vocal ability and so we spent time on there and and just thinking through even um, you know, those parts and keys and, and all that kind of stuff. So we just, we just spent more time and put more thought in it. Uh, my friend Jeff Soika and I did this whole record together. So he's produced a bunch of my songs, but never a whole album with me. Um, and uh, so that was really fun to be able to do with him collaboratively. Um, cause he's a really big part of the record as well. And then got to write with a ton of really awesome writers. Um, some, some new writers and some, old friends that I've read with for a long, long time. So it was just a really fun project. Yeah, especially considering you're go- all going through the pandemic together and you're all kind of on the same wavelength. That's that's kind of special. Yeah, it was cool. And, it, and it, it offered some cool opportunity too, like the first track off the album, This Is Love. I wrote with a couple uh, from uh, Sweden and we did it over Zoom. Ah. And, um, and so we did kind of did this whole thing um, and technology at this point is so crazy. Um, we wrote and I recorded recorded the whole song, you know, on the internet kind of thing, and and did the demo that way. So it was it was uh, it was pretty crazy, and you know, and 
in a time where we, we wouldn't have been able to get together and do that uh, from kind of like what we're doing across the world, literally. Uh, we were able to sit and, and collaborate and make music that way, which is really cool. Mm, I love that song. You just t- you nailed the vocals on that one, I have to say. Let's go. That's, <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> I'll take it. I, I was told him that we last night. It. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I love that. That's all I need. You know what? That that literal, it's like, yeah, that vocal's good. That's all I wanted on the whole record. But that's that's all I need. I'm that's satisfied. Good. I'm, I'm glad I can validate you. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, tell us about your track, um, Satisfied. I, that's the one that we're playing the most at Vision 180. It gets the most oh, feedback. Oh, right on. Um, can you tell us all about that one? I love that song. It's like, uh, what's funny is, it is it's such a poppy, feel-good song. You know, if you like, oh, like Jonas Brothers or any kind of like, <laughs> you know, pop music like that, it's just right in that yeah. lane. Um, it's literally like two acoustic guitars and a drum machine and a vocal and that's it. There's nothing happening in that song, you know? And so I think a lot of people think when like these big pop songs are so synth heavy or like all these things going on and the song is so simple, but the melody and how it moves is so cool. And we actually wrote this, uh, Jeff and I, and then we brought in a, a friend of ours, Andrew Tufano, and he's a straight up pop, um, I think, was that Andrew who did this one? He may have played guitars, and maybe Denny White was who, uh, who's another just straight pop writer. So we did this on a couple of songs where um, we brought in people who weren't in kind of the Christian world um, and had no preconceived notions of that. <laughs> and uh, and so, so we got to come in and kind of collaborate some of that together. And I, I just love that song. The first time I sang it, uh, I didn't get half the words out. It was like so much, <laughs> you know, it's so fast and there's so much going on. Uh, but it's one of my, it's one of my favorite songs to play. Um, is I just, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. So good. And uh, Already Loved is another one of my favorites. Can you give Let's me a little go. bit of a background on that song? <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you followed Stars Go Dim for long, maybe uh, a lot of your listeners may have, heard about us with you are loved and already loved feels like you are loved part two a little bit in my head yeah Uh, I thought that too yeah yeah and I mean the structure is really similar the message is the same uh you know type of uh type of message and 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 it's an important message for me and that's why I kind of didn't feel bad about um writing the same message again because it's still such a uh, something I think that people need to hear over and over again in their life. And and uh, I wrote that song with Soika and then a guy named Jeff Owen, who used to be play guitar in a band called uh, 10th Avenue North. And um, and so we all wrote that song together. It's one of the first songs we wrote for the record, uh, got together. And, and it's been one of my favorites. And it might be, we'll see if it, if it makes it to a radio single here in the States or not. I'm not sure if it will, but. Uh, again, one of the most fun songs to play live. Um, it's just awesome, awesome and fun and, and fits, you know, my messaging a hundred percent. I want people to know that their life has value, that has meaning, that they have worth, um, and that they're loved. So that's really what all my songs are about. But that one hits the nail on the head, really. So good. So Chris, you mentioned that you write for a lot of other people as well as your own stuff. Uh-huh. Um, 
Who else are you writing for? Are you allowed to tell us? Yeah. Uh, well, like I said, I've got Mike Donahue's single right now. I've had like a bunch of random, like even Southern Gospel and, you know, hits like um, songs for like Jason Crabb and Avalon and people like mm-hmm. that. But um, oh, like there's okay. a song on, on this record that um, that I redid that um, that Bethel Music recorded, a song called Prepare the Way. Um, there's also a song, um, I've, I've got a couple of songs that Map City has recorded. Um, and one of them's on my record, uh, on this record. It's actually the current radio single in the States called Authority oh, in the yeah. name of Jesus. And so I kind of take those and, and put my own spin on them. And, uh, yeah, so I'm out there writing all the time and a bunch of songs nobody will probably hear, but a few of them make it through. Would you ever just do like a random release online? Be like, you know, I really love this song, but I can't wait two years. I'm just gonna, just gonna play it for you. Like, would you ever do like a sneaky online show? Oh, I would totally do it if I didn't get if the label <laughs> yeah. uh, was okay with it. I would, I would be <laughs> sending. I put every song I've recorded out. You know, every one of them. <laughs> Why not? Oh man, yeah. I wish. One day. One day. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) You're probably sick of talking about this. You were born with a a tumor in your left ear. Is that right? I was, yeah. I was born with a tumor called cholesteatoma in my left ear. So I've had a bunch of surgeries on it. And and so my mechanical functioning in in my ear, like to get sound waves from outside of my head into my head doesn't work. And so I'm deaf in my left ear, but I've been deaf kind of my whole life and, um, uh, so I've never known much difference uh, in any of it. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's just something that I kind of deal with and, and try to keep up with. And, you know, every time they've gone in for surgery, they found more tumor and kind of taking it out. The last surgery I had oh. was probably, gosh, it's been a while now. I think I was 21, so I'm 37 now. But I keep up with it. I go okay, to the doctor and, and have checks and all that kind of stuff. And, um, and uh just kind of move on with my life and keep keep working. I, I honestly didn't talk about it very much um, for a long time, and I've 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 talked about it some, you know, because because in my mind it, I realize like when people hear me sing and then realize I'm deaf, it's like whoa, what, you know? But I've never known the difference. So it's not that big of a deal for me, um, and so it's it's a really it's really interesting. Um, I still am, I'm still waiting my way through all of it, you know, and what it means and. You know, I've had a lot of people, just because of the nature of Christian music and things that we do, like wanting to pray for healing and that kind of thing, and and which I am all for. And um, but it's it's kind of been an interesting thing because there there have been moments when I've just felt so bad when healing doesn't come, and then so there have been moments yeah. when I'm like, this is my fault. You know, you start feeling guilty, you know, or whatever. And 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 you know, at some point, I just think maybe the bigger testimony for me is not the healing, but the ability through, you know, the disability Um, and what God, what God can do through, you know, seemingly a circumstance that, that seems um, impossible. So, um, so yeah, I choose to kind of look at it from that light. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, That's so good. I know a lot of people, you know, who have gone through stuff and they pray for healing, they don't get healed, and then their faith is shaken because they're like, right. "Oh, come on, God! Like you meant to heal me." And it's like, "Well, maybe God had other plans." Like it's yeah. 
it's a hard thing to wrestle with. It really is. Yeah, no doubt. But um, so cool. So cool that God is using you and your gifts and abilities um, through that. And yeah, we will continue to pray for healing and that nothing else doesn't get any worse or anything like that. But Thank yeah, you. man, you're just, you're amazing. I appreciate that. Chris, before you go, can you give me, maybe just for me personally, like a little bit of a, uh, like a rundown of Stars Go Dim? Because is Stars Go Dim Chris yeah. Cleveland and then you have a sideband or is it? Yeah. Okay. So it's mainly you. It's me. Uh, so, I, you know, Stars Go Dim goes back to 2007. Actually, we, we me and, three other guys started it as a mainstream pop band. So we played all around the world, like just love songs with people like John Mayer, Elton John, Billy Joel, like, you know, like. You biggest... play with John Mayer. I'm so oh, jealous. For real. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we did. I mean, I played with in the mid two thousands, like any band, the biggest wow. bands in the world, you know? And so I did that for a long time. And then in 2015, you are loved was actually the first, Christian song that we put out but in that time the band mm-hmm. kind of long long story short the band kind of broke up um I wasn't doing music I was leading worship at a church I, I went and met these people in Nashville at the label and wound up signing a record deal uh just just myself and they were like hey keep the name mm-hmm. and I was like okay <laughs> I'll keep the name I guess and um so so we did, which I think honestly confused some people. And band names are weird anyways. But um, so, yeah, so from then we just kind of had the band name and I've hired, um, you know, different people to come out. So I've, I've had different variations of bands with me over the years. And, you know, that continues to adjust and change as seasons change. And sometimes it's a big band, sometimes it's smaller bands. And, I thought about just dropping the name and going by my name. You know, my wife has wanted me to do that for a while, but I don't know. I still kind of like it. We'll see how it goes. That's cool. Okay. So do you have like a set, like a few session museums that you use all the time that are like your guys or do you change it around all the time? I ha- both, honestly. Um, I've, I had a, a pretty solid crew pre-pandemic. Um, and then just the nature of everything shutting down, a lot of those guys uh, no. kind of had to scatter and, and took jobs and figure that out. And so the last couple of years, there's a lot of us in my, in my situation, like in our industry, um, uh, just tons, tons of artists. And, and so there's a whole community of, of players that honestly rotate between tons of artists. And so, uh, so I have guys play with me that play for five or six other artists you know, all the time. Wow. And I've even done things like I'm doing some, some stuff um, where travel is pretty far. So I'll find local musicians uh, sometimes now and, and right. hire local people because it saves in, you know, uh, in costs and expenses and that kind of stuff. So, oh, yeah. but so yeah. I've got, I have bands like all over the United States that have played for me. I think last year I played with six different groups, uh, you yeah. know, and, and just have different groups of guys learn all the songs and come together and figure it out. And I put different variations of them together. All of them are good friends, yeah. you know, at this point. But it's honestly, after the pandemic, it's been such a kind of a community thing. If I can help somebody out, I'm going to. If mm-hmm. somebody else has a gig, though, and they can't do my thing, I'm not going to be mad or, or worried about it. I'll just I'll find somebody else and help out. Yeah. And so You're all in the same boat. We're all in the same boat. And we're all kind of trying to help each other out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, yeah. 
Wow. It must be so good being in America. My husband's a, or used to be an audio engineer, uh-huh. and there's not that many options in Australia. It's quite, right. it's quite small. So it must be good being in America. Like, oh, you can't do it. It's all right. I'll call up the next bloke. Like, <laughs> but oh, that would be tough. <laughs> right. Yeah. It is. Uh, it's better than Australia, but uh, it's been a, it's been an interesting ride the last couple of years. It's finally kind of come back. But hmm. for a lot of our guys, it was it was really difficult. Um, you know, over, uh, over the pandemic and, you know, it was tough. A lot Mm. of those guys are, you know, um, contractors. And so Mm. they didn't, they didn't get some of the same benefits that we do as, you know, um, uh, owners of companies and that kind of thing. And so, uh, as, as like a Mm. band owner, I tried to do my best to take care of my guys. And there's a lot of people out there that did, there's a lot of people out there that didn't too, but, um, mm. but you know, uh, they, they had a tough go of it, but yeah, they're probably a few more opportunities here than there are in Australia for it. Yeah, definitely. So just a quick one. Where did the name stars yeah. go dim come from? What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. Uh, okay. It was just like a cool name that you're like, let's go. Yeah. With that. Okay. It, uh, I like it. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't even make it up. It was a guy, one of the other guys in the group <laughs> when we put it together. I never thought in a million years. I love your honesty. I mean, I could lie to you and come up with a great story, but then I'd feel bad. You know? Like you got to come up with some really crazy story. <laughs> There's, there is like, I felt bad for a while and felt like I needed a good Jesus answer when I started doing Christian music. Uh, and there's like a, a scripture that can kind of get pretty close to it, Matthew. But then I just felt bad, you know. It's like I'm lying to these people. We all get it. Uh, pretty much all band names are yeah. so just some random name that just, people have come up with. They're all dumb until they're not. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So true. So what's next for Chris Cleveland? What are you What are you up to this year? What are you planning on releasing in the future? Can you give us a little bit of a sneak peek? Yeah. So um, here in the states. Um, we're releasing Song Authority to radio and I, it might trickle down all, over to you guys at some point um, I'm supporting the record playing a bunch of shows I've got some really great friends uh, in a band called Sanctus Real and we're going out on tour with like my best friend a guy named Tim Timmons we're doing, we did a tour in the spring it was so awesome we're going to do another tour in the fall um, so we're doing that and then Honestly, I'm just trying to enjoy my life and see my kids. I've got a uh, three three kids that are growing up fast, and and so I'm just trying to do all of it and enjoy it, be a good dad and husband, and and all that kind of stuff, and uh, you know, learning a little bit every day. So. Uh, singing some songs when I can. I love what you're doing. I love your album. All the best with your tour and everything and keep us updated, hey? Yeah, thank you so much. Hopefully we'll get out to Australia sometime soon. Come see y'all. Oh, that uh, that was one of my questions, but I know with COVID and everything, but are you are you have any plans to come to Australia? I don't have any plans right now, but if you're listening to this and you want to book me to come to Australia, do it. Let's let's go. <laughs> I'd love to come. I, we came out there in 2016 or 17, I think, and just loved it. So I, I'd like to come back out and do it again. Well, I hope so. One day. I, you know, a lot of artists I talk to say that same thing. So I'm starting to think I just need to get, get you all together and like, let's, go. <laughs> and let's just book, let's book a festival or something. Absolutely. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. I love it. <laughs> 
Oh, thanks so much for your time, Chris. I really appreciate it. All the best you with bet. your tour. You too. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.